Time for the Bob Ryan, Jeff Goodman, Tangway, along for the Rise Human Pod. Bob is on assignment for the next two weeks. So what you see is what you get. And we are brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of CLNS Media Networks. Score this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Okay, Jeff, at the time of this recording, we are in the in-season tournament. So just your thoughts on the state of the Celtics at this point. Porzingis has got a calf injury. How concerned are you about that? And if Porzingis has to rest a particular lengthy amount of time, is that going to expose the Celtics? I mean, yeah, eventually, obviously, it'll catch up with them to some degree, but you know, as long as it's not too serious, which it doesn't look like it is, listen, it, it benefits some guys. You know, they're, they're still winning without him so far. Now they played Philly without Embiid and Maxi. Uh, it was yeah. a game, though, man. Philly stepped up. They did. They did. But, you know, in Chicago, I mean, Chicago stinks right now. So right. it really depends on your schedule, right? They hit it the right time so far, but it'll eventually catch up with them because, you know, frankly, they're, they're just staying up front and, and more of, you know, to me, it's kind of the rim protection that Porzingis adds. And obviously, he hasn't made shots at a high clip yet. But I don't know if it matters that much, Gary, because, you know, his reputation within the league is such that you've got to go out and get him, whether he's shooting 31% or 40% from three. It doesn't matter. He's still a big that can stretch the court. And that opens it up for other guys like Jason Tatum to be more efficient, which he's been. You know, Jalen Brown hasn't, but Tatum's certainly been more efficient this year. You know, they're 15 and four. They've won their last three. Porzingis is hurt, but not bad. Like so far, so really good because Drew Holiday still hasn't completely found his stride yet. How do you feel about the bench? All three of us were worried going in. Do you feel any better or any worse? Um, well, I mean, again, you know, you're going to get Horford's actually giving you more than you thought because of the injury. Um, Hauser's giving me more than I thought he'd give me. He has. I mean, Sam Hauser can play because he can he can stretch the floor and he can shoot and do a little bit more defensively than I thought he'd do at this level. I still think you need one more guy. Pritchard's fine. So those three are fine. But, again, you know, if somebody goes down, right? you know, you probably need one more guy. I, you know, I, I don't know if I trust anybody else on the bench beyond those three. We talked about this in our last pod with Bob about Jalen Brown. And when I look at this team, I wonder if Jalen Brown, okay, just, just work with me on this for a minute. Okay. Here, even though Jalen Brown starts, is he a guy that could fill in offensively? If Porzingis will Tatum forget if Tatum goes down, it's a different world. But is Brown a guy that can fill in offensively? You know, if Brown, if, if Porzingis goes down, uh, if White goes down, even though even though Jalen's averaging twenty-one a game, I sit there and I look. Well, 
if somebody else goes down in the starting lineup, maybe he becomes a bigger focus. Well, they're all capable. That's the beauty, Gary. Like, I think if you took Jalen Brown out of the lineup, Drew Holiday would have to be a little bit more aggressive, right? Like, I think they're all capable, even Tatum, right? I mean, his numbers, his scoring numbers have gone down a little bit. His shot attempts. Why? Well, they have more talent around him, so it's spread around. They're not as reliant on one or two guys as they were two years ago, right? Derek White's gotten significantly better, significantly. Again, when you, when you, you know, Hauser can, he could score. Like, I just think you've got a, a group that, again, if even Tatum has an off night, you've got four other dudes when they're healthy, healthy, that can put up numbers. And Drew Holiday is, is capable, full, fully capable, but it's almost like he understands his role here, which is, hey, you know what? Keep everybody happy. Defend at a high level. Pick your spots offensively. And, yeah, if somebody's hurt, yeah, I might have to go for 15, 18 certain nights. Well, that's just it, is that I think you just made the the point that can make Celtics fans feel a little more secure, that if there is not a deal made at the trade deadline and you need more offense, it can come from the starting five. Yeah, I mean, again, you just You want to make a it. deal. I mean, you want that other guy. But if you can't, maybe more offense comes from – one of the other four. Yeah, I, I just think you need one more guy. I think you need one more guy's insurance as much as anything else. Yeah, right? it makes us feel better. It makes us sleep at night. If you go, <clears throat> I mean, we've talked about it. The, re- the 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 great reference point is, oh, wait, you know, the P.J. Browns of the world or Eddie House was on this. You know, if yeah. you find that guy, yes. then we're like, okay, we're good. But that's easier said than done. You yeah, know? you need somebody that, that Brad Stevens can pick up towards the trade deadline. That, that somebody wants to unload a veteran because they're out of it, right? And and they need to play their young guys. And I don't know who that is right now, but that's the type of player you're going to need to get at the trade deadline that can, you know, again, if Porzingis gets hurt, it, it's really, again, if Tatum gets hurt, you're done. Uh, if, well, right. if, Porz, exactly. if Porzingis or Hortford get hurt, you, you better have somebody else there that can step up and take those minutes or some of them. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel. You know it's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Look, if you're not good at math, you, you even you know that's a good deal. I mean, I'm not good at math. And I, I know that's a good deal. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use, so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off your NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, here we go, folks. Now pay attention to this. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Okay, how do we feel about Joe Mazzula right now? I, 
I can't give you an exact moment, but I thought about this when he had the conversation with Billy Donovan. We all know what happened. Billy Donovan was upset because the Celtics had to run up the score because of the in-season tournament. And Missoula, in a very mature way, almost as a veteran coach, I mean, Billy Donovan's a big deal. I know he hasn't won in the NBA, but he's won two NCAA championships. He's played in the Final Four. I mean, Billy Donovan is, is, is high pedigree. And Missoula was like, Billy, what do you want me to do? These are the rules of the game. Right. I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. So I looked at that and I thought from Missoula, that was a very mature way of handling it. So I started to think about this and I'm, and I'm seeing a more mature, I'm seeing a more comfortable Joe Missoula. I don't know if he's a better coach. You know, I still think it comes down to the players, but he seems to be better. Well, again, I think he's more comfortable because he's got a group that is more comfortable with him. You know, again, we talked about it in the preseason. You know, Marcus gone. Yeah. yeah, Marcus gone. Grant gone. Obviously, we know Grant didn't love Malcolm gone. Those were the three guys that were not like Joe Missoula guys. So now he brings in Porzingis, who's super easy to deal with. Um, you know, far more mature than he was when, when he came in the league, obviously. Drew Holiday is like the ultimate in professional. Right. Like that's what he is. You know, Sam Hauser is just happy to be getting minutes. So, you know, the one guy that you'd say, okay, maybe would be a little bit, all right, Jalen Brown. Well, Jalen Brown's just got the rich, richest damn contract in the history of the NBA. Oh, I know. What's he got to complain about? Yeah, nothing. I mean, again, I'm sure he's looking at his his production and saying, all right, yeah, you know, I, I would have liked it to to be what it was last year. But, you know, ultimately, again, I think they all understand if they win a championship, um, they, they they get sacrifice, whether it's Tatum or Jalen Brown. It's not like they're not getting shots. They're getting plenty of shots. It's just, it's going to behoove them to move the ball and get these other guys uh, involved because all it's going to do is open it up for, for Tatum and Jalen Brown when it matters most. So that is our Celtics update. Now let's get to this in-season tournament. You know, it's working. As far as I'm concerned, it's working. It's generating a lot of interest. Um, if you love basketball, as we do, and you watch anyway, it's fine. Okay. The floor the floors, because <laughs> of my eyesight, Yeah, the floors aren't great for me, <laughs> but that's that's it. Yeah, um, they're a little much. Yeah, they're, you know, it's, it's, but I mean, what am I complaining about? So here's my question for you is, this in-season tournament, as we have four of the top 10 scorers in the in-season tournament, so we do have some names. It's important. It's obviously important to LeBron. Yep. Is there any sort of indication of things to come in the postseason? I don't think so. I mean, I, I don't think so. But, but again, you know, you look in the West and, you know, the Lakers, Sacramento, New Orleans, Phoenix, like they, they'll probably all be playoff teams, I guess. I don't know if New Orleans will be, but. Uh, I think the other four, the other three will be. Then you'll get the East and you're like, okay, Milwaukee and Boston, we know they're going to be there. Boston barely gets in. Indiana, probably not. Probably not. And the Knicks, like, yeah, there'll be, be a fringe. But why not Indiana? Here's my point, Jeff, is that you take a look at the way you just mentioned, like, New Orleans. Like, I never thought we'd hear from New Orleans again. But if you're a team, you're like, guys, we've done it now. Why yeah. can't we keep it going? Now, obviously, it's the time of the year. We all know the intensity is going to ramp up when it comes to the spring. 
But guys are playing hard. Guys want to go to Vegas. Guys want the half million. And Indiana's a great story. I mean, if you're the co- you know, if you're if yeah. you're Carlisle, right? Aren't you saying, guys, you did it this time? Keep it going. Doesn't this give teams like Indiana and New Orleans a sense of confidence and a sense of team? Yeah, I mean, listen, absolutely. I mean, if you're Indiana, you're you're playing well. You've got a pretty good young group. You know, I mean, Hal Burton's been a, an absolute, you know, stud. And I never, listen, I didn't see this coming from Tyrese Halberton. And, and I I said it when Sacramento drafted him. I'm like, I just don't see the fit. You know, they had a bunch of guards at that point. Uh, and then they dealt him for, for what, Sabonis and, and Buddy Heald. Um, you know, it's been a, it's been a hell of a deal. It's been a hell of a deal for Indiana because Hal Burton's been one of the best players in the league, uh, probably will be for a long time. Just don't know if they have enough around him, Gary. You know, but also the East isn't overpowering. So maybe they can get in there. I, I just don't – I don't think they're going to be players in this in this Eastern Conference anytime soon. But I don't really think the Knicks are players either. I really don't. I mean, really, it, it still just comes down to Philly, Milwaukee, and uh, Boston. Yeah, probably. I mean, again, now, now Bob is, you know, Bob is in on the Sixers. Based on the way they played without their two studs against the Celtics the other night, does that make you more interested in the Sixers? Because I don't no. think you're as in on Philly as Bob is. I'm not. I'm not. I, I just, I don't think they're there. I think they're a notch behind Boston and Milwaukee. I, I just think, you know, those two teams have more quality depth. More, you know, like more than if somebody gets hurt, something happens. Because right. we've seen it in the playoffs. It feels like every year. Every year it's a war of attrition and who's healthy at the end. Uh, and I think, again, the Celtics and Milwaukee can withstand injuries, not to their superstars, but to some of their other ancillary parts and still go deep. You know, uh, obviously Milwaukee didn't do that without Middleton last year. I, I just think Philly's so reliant on Embiid, who's been injury-prone, for a lot of his career, not lately, but for a lot of his career. Right. And Tyrese Maxey still growing into this role as the number two guy. Uh, but listen, you know, they've done better than I thought. And uh, maybe they'll surprise me. I just think the class of the East is, is clearly Boston and Milwaukee. Let's talk about Halliburton in depth. We all see the numbers, 24.9 points per game. But I was looking at him last night. Uh, he also leads the league in assists at 11.9 per game. So this gives me visions of tiny Nate Archibald, who I think was the last player to lead the league in scoring and assists. Now, he's not leading the league in scoring. But, I mean, dude, you put up 26 points a game and 11 assists? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk, about, his, let's talk about the other part of his game, distributing the basketball. Well, again, I mean, he, he's a guy that does it with more – I feel like with more efficiency than some of these other guys, right? Like, you know, there are these, these high volume uh, guards, you know, mainly Trey young um, who, who takes a ton of shots and Halberton, I feel like doesn't force nearly as much. I mean, you look at him right now, 52% from the field, Gary, 45% from three, 88% from the line. You know, it's almost 12 assists, like you said, in 20. He is super efficient. Like, right. that's what separates Halberton is keep shooting, man. Whatever you're doing, it's working and, and finding your spots because 
you're not a guy who's going to just dribble, 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 and take back. Like, that's Trey Young. Trey Young is dribble, 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 and then take crazy three-pointers. Halberton takes it within the framework of the offense. That's the difference for, for, for Halberton. He's always been like a, a high-character team guy who, who really doesn't dominate the basketball like a Trey Young does. So what makes his game – why is he such a complete player? I mean, what does he have great court vision? You mentioned the efficiency. So I think what you're saying, to get deeper into it, is that he doesn't take stupid shots, and if he doesn't have the right shot, he passes it up and he dishes to somebody who has a better shot. Yeah, I mean, that that kind of is – he's got great size. He's not a great, great athlete. Not super quick. He's got a, a slower release on on his three. Um, and that's always been, that was always my question. Does he have enough time to get his three off in the NBA? Right. Uh, but he's been able to do that. And again, he's got enough good veteran players around him. Like, you know, Miles Turner has been around a long time. Good player. Like Buddy Hill can shoot the hell out of the ball. We know that. Um, Obi Toppin's been good coming over from the Knicks. Ben Mathurin's super talented coming out of Arizona, young player. You add Bruce Brown which we saw what he did last year, how important he was to the Denver Nuggets because of his kind of toughness. Then you have other guys off the – T.J. McConnell's great off the bench because of his toughness, unselfishness. Um, Nemhard, like, they've just got good – I guess they've got good culture. Like, I know pretty much all those guys coming up from college, and if you look at them, you know, most of them are good, high-character culture guys – along with some real talent in there as well. But but nobody you, – you never thought Halberton was going to be a guy that you thought of as like a top 10-ish player in the league, but right now he's playing like it. The Clippers last night, at the time of this recording, they pulled one out. They were down 22 against Golden State. Now, Golden State was down some guys. Yeah. No Chris Paul, Wiggins, no Peyton. Um, but, you know, they, they talked to Paul George after this game. This one meant something. So there's Harden, there's Kawhi, there's George. At the time of this recording, they're a game under 500. Yeah. Those three names are still pretty damn good. We all know about Harden. I mean, if he chooses to play, right. okay, right. you got something. So are the Clippers dangerous? Um, I don't think so. Because, again, I, I just don't trust the health of, of Kawhi and Paul George. Okay. But, but – Listen, it, it's all about Kawhi to me. It's all about Kawhi. You know, like Harden can screw things up, certainly. But, like, if Kawhi plays like the old Kawhi, which he started to play better, you know, the, the, the last couple of weeks, he started to step it up a little bit. And we just – you forget how good Kawhi was in Toronto. You forget how dominant he was earlier in his career. And if he can get back close to that, yeah, I mean, I think they can be an interesting team. That again, you know, they go into a first round series and you're like, all right, I don't know if I want to see them with with the healthy Kawhi and Paul George. And you never know what you're going to get out of James Harden. You know, that, that's the thing. He hasn't been great. They haven't been great really since they got him. Uh, but ultimately it's on it's on Kawhi Leonard that will determine like whether this team has a, le a legitimate shot to to win, you know, a playoff round or two. I don't really know Paul George's personality. Do you know his personality? I think he's pretty chill. I think he's pretty chill. But it chill seems to me, what, well I've been, what I've been able to read and put together, is this a guy This is a guy that still wants to win. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think, like Harden, who knows? Kawhi's got the ring. He's had some injuries. But every time I read quotes from George and I, I just see him, it seems like he's really trying to get this thing to work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, again, if you're – and they're home. I mean, all these guys are back home. So, you know, Kawhi, Paul George, James Harden, they're all from that L.A. area. So, like, it would be cool for them to be able to do something at home. But I, I just feel like the window's closing on all of those – three players forget about them as a team right like on their careers you know the window is starting to close a little bit and and obviously Kawhi's had his injuries Paul George has his injuries Harden just had his issues over the over the years here so I, I don't know I think you know again you're winning with guys in your prime for the most part those guys are on the back end of their careers to some degree but you better have some dudes in their prime you know, like Giannis, like Tatum, like Embiid even. You know, he's not that old, right? I mean, Joel, no, it feels, like he's, feels like he's older than he is. Oh, because he gets hurt, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Joel's been around for a while. Um, you know, you, you you need that. I mean, I guess the exception might be LeBron James at 38 years old. Yeah, he's amazing. You know, carrying the Lakers. Like, he's just, he's, he's a freak. freak. He's, he's a, freak. a freak. I mean, you know, the, the also, the other thing about LeBron is, he still loves the game. It's obvious. Hasn't, you know, I think, I know I felt when LeBron went to LA, he produces a lot of television shows and movies. He does stuff with Maverick. Has he lost his luster to win? Is he thinking, I'm just going to, and he really hasn't. And I thought he might have. I thought he said, okay, I'm going to play it out. I've got some rings, you know, and I'm going to make movies. But he, he has. Works. He works. I mean, he works. You know, the interesting thing with him now is, is I don't know if you saw it, he said, you know, when Bronny makes his debut, which could come, like, this week, um, he said, I'm going to be there for it. Like, I'll miss I'll miss a game. I'll right. miss a game for it. How, how do you feel about that? I think today's day and age where we criticize professional athletes for the lack of family values – I think it's awesome. Me too. Me too. I think it's awesome because you can't have it both ways. There was a time, I remember when Bob Young, who was the offensive lineman for the Cardinals, and then later he was the offensive line coach. Was it for the Oilers? And one of his linemen missed a game for the birth of his kid. And Young came out and just ripped him. Really? And then Young got lambasted because it's a whole new time. I mean, you're in the delivery room and so forth. So... Professional athletes are scrutinized because of their lifestyle on and off the court. So you can't have it both ways. You can't criticize LeBron for going to be with his, go see his son. I mean, my I God. Love it. I, Gary, love I love it. it. I love I mean, it is one game going to make a difference for the Lakers. It's not. Hell no. Hell no. no. I'm not comparing it to the birth of a kid, but this is a huge milestone. Oh, it's a big deal. I mean, are you but kidding with me? With everything the kid went through, he almost died. He almost right. died. So right. So, to me, if, if if I'm a father, I want to be there for everything, every big milestone for my yeah. kid. And obviously, you can't do it, whether it's LeBron, whether it's our business. There's certain things you're going to miss. But I think at this point in LeBron's career, he, he's, he's uh, comfortable enough in his own skin, and he's done enough to be able to say, you know what? I'm going to do what the hell I want. 
Oh, there's that. And, you know, if I'm genie boss, I give them the team plane, you know, right. fly them right. in, fly them out. You know, yep. you're in, you're out, fine. Right. Um, which she probably is doing. But look, I I had time off from my job. I saw my kid play every lacrosse game this senior year. Yeah. Do it up. Yep. Do it up. Uh, okay. Uh, as we wrap this up, Jeff, I don't know if you saw that there are two San Antonio restaurants, and I have to write down all of these details here. Okay. Uh, they are offering the Wemby-inspired hamburger at Chris Madrid's for $18. Okay. It's the Wemby Challenge. Four patties and gobs of melted cheese with a mini Wembyana toothpick. It's a picture of Wembyana on a toothpick, right? Goes to the middle. I think this is kind of unoriginal, though, because it's just cheese and meat, but right. it's a lot of meat. If you finish, you get a t-shirt and your picture on the Wemby Burger Challenge Wall of Fame. Okay. Here's the yeah. next one. This is the good one. Okay. The root pub. Have you been to any of these places? No. I mean, I probably have if they're on the Riverwalk, but I, I don't remember their names. The names. Colby Beef, French Fogois, right? Black know. truffle garlic. Uh, I always mispronounce this word. Aioli sauce. Yeah, yeah. And French onion strings. Now, this is the key because you got the duck and you got the French onion strings. You, and that's I the, can do the first beef. one. I can do the first one. You can four do the patties. Pepper. I don't know how how big are the patties though. Are they like quarter pound? It's gonna. I be mean, you look online; pound. they're pretty big, dude. I mean, they're pretty big. But I could have done it years ago. I could have done it, no problem. Now I don't know. Yeah, don't know. with all that cheese, I do I it. Mean, it is. I might need a trip. I'm. I might need a trip to the bathroom in mid 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 meal or something. Well, I don't with know. all that cheese on there, you're not going to be able to go for weeks. But the <laughs> Wimby Burger, baby, the Wimby Burger. Uh, quick note as we wrap up on Wimby, as I was looking at this, in his last game, yeah, he had the 22 points and 11 rebounds against Denver, but six steals and four blocks. Yeah. The steals. Yeah, he's he's so quick steals. and so long. He's so long and, and, and you know, listen, the, the only thing, again, he's, he's still got to get stronger. He's still got to make his threes with more consistency, but – Man, is he fun to watch. He and Chad Holmgren are fun to watch and just need him to stay healthy. That's all. Jeff, talk to you next week, my friend. Always a pleasure. Just got to let you know, we are sponsored by FanDuel. FanDuel is the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Score this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Jeff Goodman, until next week. Mm-hmm.